Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello there. This is the Belugatoons podcast. Andy here. Thanks so much for deciding to listen to this week's episode. Yeah, uh, I am going to go ahead and tell you what's coming up. Uh, basically, there's going to be some talk about the mid-year plans. Is there? No. No, there isn't. That was last week. <laughs> Let's start again. Okay, Romeo and Juliet. That's what I talked about this week. Yeah, I haven't deleted all the old stuff. I should just delete that. I basically just read the files that I saved. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there is a... You know, this is the 1968 Romeo and Juliet adaptation. You better hear my thoughts on that. As well as uh, the title of next week's film. I talk about Cow's Play, Tumblr and Tunes Up. Tunes Up is a, is a cool website, and I think more people should check it out. I very nearly let the six-minute shout-out slip then. That was a little hint. I was just about to read it. Um, Beluga Weekly, number 17. Why that one didn't turn out quite so well. Yeah. So that that's, that's everything. Uh, so without further ado... Uh, lend me your ears well yeah <laughs> um, because this week I gave my thoughts on the 1968 film adaptation of Romeo and Juliet so let's see if I can uh, explain this film, like, see, if, if, you, if you heard when I, I talked about Forbidden Planet a few weeks ago, uh, I think I said I, I haven't really paid much attention to uh, Shakespeare plays. Um, I think the, the most that I paid attention um, would have been when I was at school and I, I studied um, Macbeth and Twelfth Night. And I, you know, I thought those were was, was really good plays. So of the plays that I've written, that I, I've been quite impressed so far. And I suppose Romeo and Juliet is one of those stories that it, you know, it, it's it's been told, you know, told and retold uh, over, you know, throughout, throughout centuries, you know, and just um, it's uh, it, you know, it's hard for me to, you know, I I I feel like I. I don't know exactly where I stand. I don't really know where I stand on Shakespeare's work because um, I don't know if he he was you know just very creative or if people that things were actually very much like this because yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that there was a lot of relevance to his, his plays back then. 
a lot of it is relevant now, but I'm just saying like the the language of Shakespeare is 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 nowadays seen as quite a unique sort of thing, and whether he yeah you know, I, I I actually think you know it, it doesn't bother me so much whether people did speak in this this kind of language you know language has evolved and changed obviously um it it, it in modern times uh, it, it 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 will be <laughs> will be you know will be different but yeah um so i'm not going to act like that's that's a problem or anything because um there, there is something just very recognizable like when I, I said when i watched forbidden planet um a lot of the the dialogue did seem very Shakespearean, like it, it had that it was it was Shakespeare esque, I suppose I should. That 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 seems to be more of a accurate way of putting it. But anyway, so I, I watched the nineteen sixty eight version of Romeo and Juliet, uh, just to make that clear. It wasn't the the more recent one? Well, I say more recent. It's not 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 very recent. The one with Leonardo DiCaprio. I, that was firstly another DiCaprio film I ever saw, and I didn't think much of it at the time. I think at that age I had little to no interest in Shakespeare. But <laughs> yeah, um, what I would say about the 1968 version is it's it it is captivating mainly because it, it it does kind of go very over the top. So a lot of, a lot of the performers they 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 kind of give um. Yeah, I, I I I don't mean this in a bad way. It's it's it is kind of over the top. It it has a, a bit of a uh, I don't know that there there is a, a sort of a feel to it. Like very very, yeah, very early on in the film, I just um, yeah I, I I did kind of manage to lock and engage, and um, and that, that's a good sign because. I don't always find myself paying that much attention. <laughs> I, you know, my 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 mind does wander because I try to avoid kind of going on my iPad and doing things like that. I think I did because you know it, it's about two and a half hours long. This this <laughs> yeah. Um, so I um I, yeah I enjoyed the fact that. They 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 made it very very Shakespeare because I, when I watched um, Richard the Third the um, the one with Ian McKellen I just I thought it was a bit weird that they because this this was, I think this was um, back when directors were just starting to think you know we'll do Shakespeare but we'll update it a bit or we'll in in the case of Richard the Third set it in a different time period. Because like it, it would have been, the, the, you know, they they changed things around so it it was modernized to an extent. I think it was like in the forties. It's been a while, so I, I don't know what I'm saying, but but yeah, um, I I don't particularly enjoy it when people do modern day Shakespeare. It, it is very much a thing now, and i almost feel like it it's it's actually nice to be able to see it done you know in in a you know very much that that kind of traditional way you know all the costumes everything done very elaborately Because um, they i've i've no idea you know my knowledge of history is terrible but 
Um, I get the feeling that this is closer to um, how it would have been performed back when Shakespeare was still alive. Um, I feel like it was, you know, even if it wasn't, even if it isn't closer to the original <laughs> original vision, um, you know, I, I say I, I found it very enjoyable just to see everyone dressed up and <laughs> yeah, I. I liked the actors. I thought they were all... It was brilliant casting because I, I don't really know anything about Leonard Whiting or Olivia Hussey. But they did... A, you know, I, I, I thought they they were lovely. You know, just great Romeo, great Juliet. I would have been happy with that alone. But everybody else, uh, you know, they too were uh, put in a really good performance. And uh, Would I watch it again? Yes. Because, you know, I just... I. <laughs> I don't know much about Shakespeare, but this I found extremely enjoyable. So yeah, um, once again, it's time for me to say, tell me, internet, what film will I be talking about in the next episode of the Beluga Dunes podcast? Intolerance loves struggle through the ages. 1916. I'll take uh, two cheese pizzas and some crazy bread! <laughs> I think it's time for the six minute shout out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so let's spin that internet wheel. There we go. Alright, I've spun it. And now I just have to wait for it to stop, which usually takes about a quarter of an hour. Um, what's it going to land on? It, it, uh, it might be a website of some description. I'm pretty sure it's going to be something. Uh, from the internets, um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it has landed on Amoeba Records. Yeah, and they have a, a YouTube channel. Right, here's the thing, because I always get confused with YouTube channels because uh, their their um, ID is simply Amoeba. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to see if I can get the uh, correct URL. Well, what I've got here is YouTube.com/user/slash Amoeba. That, that tends to be the easiest way to get to the channel. I suppose if you, if you just type in Amoeba into YouTube, it'll probably come up as well. But what I like particularly about this channel, I, I've been checking out the little series of videos they do called What's in My Bag? And basically they just they get celebrities to come to the store and um, talk about their favourite uh Home media, yeah. So CDs, DVDs, books, and things like that. Anything that's sold at the store, um, yeah. And uh, it's it's quite a fascinating little glimpse into yeah um, what, these, what these people are into, what they buy. Uh, yeah, um, I've I've seen so far. I've seen the Weird Owl one, and I've also seen I've watched the one with. Jason Mewes, uh, Frank Turner, that was one as well. Rich Fulcher did one. Uh, there was one with Neil Gaiman um, and Amanda Palmer. That was interesting. And they, because they, they don't seem to, because um, this, this has been going for several years now. Um, and some videos are very straightforward. You just have like. Uh, a celebrity like the Weird Al one is literally just Weird Al dipping into this bag he's got and talking to one of the people who work at the store and and showing them what what he's gone for and um, going into you know how much these things mean to him and 
the, the, the kind of significance that they have and his uh, yeah um so you get simple ones like that but if you look at some of the others they they do make them because the more recent ones appear to be more kind of documentary style so they show a lot of footage of the people just browsing around the store and like the you have like the celebrity looking around and seeing what they can find and then we cut back to them just sort of chilling and, and being like yeah so i <laughs> i like this and you know, i i picked up one of these today this is <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I suppose I'm, I'm I'm not quite remembering exactly because um, like Jason Mewes, this is just, just as a little taster. He um, bought bought a, a box set of the original Incredible Hulk TV series. Um, yeah, and uh, the way he talked about it, because I never actually watched it. I think I saw bits of it. A long time ago, I think my brother might have watched some of it at one point because that, that's 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 much of my childhood was just like catching glimpses of the shows that my siblings watched, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, he, he talked about how this was you know back in the days when there was no CGI, you had to find someone who kind of looked like they could actually be the Hulk, and is it uh, Paul Ferrigno? Is that the guy? I might have got it completely wrong, but uh, I'm I'm going to Google him just to be safe. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, one one thing else I actually just spotted during during the um, the first part of the, the, just right at the beginning of the Jason Mewes interview is. Um, when you see him browsing through the DVDs, he picks up a copy of the Kevin Smith three movie collection, um, which I've actually got. I think um, I had it out uh, earlier on. Um, where did I put it? I feel like, am I sitting on it or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it's nearby. I just, <laughs> but that doesn't really matter. Um, I'm going to be thinking about that now. I'm going to spend the rest of this segment looking for my Kevin Smith DVDs. Um, yeah, uh, so the TV series, that's what I want. Um, anyway, uh, Incredible Hulk, Disambiguation, 1978 TV series. Yeah, um... Starring the yeah, Lou Ferrigno. Did I say Lou Ferrigno? Did I say did I get his first name wrong? <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. I know nothing about television. I studied television, but no, <laughs> not nothing. Nothing stayed. But yeah, um, so I'm I'm hoping to check out more of these these little interviews. Um, it's a great series. So yeah, I'm specifically making what's in my bag from Amoeba Records. Uh, my six-minute shout-out for this week. You guys want to go skateboards? <laughs> we got the fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, comedy fans of all ages. 
Funk Fest is back. Featuring performances by 2D6, Carrie Dalby, Tim Cavanaugh, Tivo Spice, Dynamite, The Gothsicles, The Library Bard, Mega Thruster, Rob Paravonian, Sea Monkey, Zach Shornick, Tom Smith, and Worm Quartet. And this year's guest of honor, Paul and Storm. George R.R. R. Martin, please write and write. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Faster, please give us boiled leather and sigils and steel. Fest is taking place August 26th through 28th at the Elk Grove Holiday Inn in Chicago, Illinois. Tickets for the weekend are just $50. Join us for live concerts, panels, even more dumb parody ideas, demented karaoke, and the death of Sea Monkey. Visit funfest.com to register for the event and reserve your hotel now. That's F-U-M-P-F-E-S-T dot com. Alright, Beluga Weekly time. So I'll be talking about an episode of Beluga Weekly that I wasn't particularly happy, particularly happily, 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 happy, happy with this week. One that I didn't really like, <laughs> basically. This is Beluga Weekly number 17, um, and to start off with, this is when I had much bigger banners. Uh, they used to take up more, more space on the page, and... Um, Every banner has a little image of Eugene in it, and in this one he's um, eating what look like fish fingers. Yeah, they are fish fingers. <laughs> and he um, has a little thoughts balloon coming out that says, Why is there salmon in my fish fingers? Um, that was because salmon and fish fingers were being advertised. I'd, I'd seen it advertisements for them on buses I just thought I'll put that in you know, I, <laughs> I, w- I want to give Eugene something interesting to do yeah so that, that that joke hasn't really aged well because I don't think anyone can remember when they, they had salmon fish fingers you know, when, when that was a thing it didn't exactly catch on um, but here is uh, yeah the um, this is this is an interesting layout for a comic because it, it was back when I was really just sticking to four panels, um, but I was being a bit bit experimental because th- this might have been the first time I think I don't know that, um, that I, instead of just just doing the usual two above and two below in terms of panel layouts, there, there are three panels that, that go along that show the first part, and then I I did a large panel for the end. Because there there was meant to be quite a lot of dialogue in in the final panel, so that one you know I decided it would be more practical if I made that one the, the largest of, of the three of the, of the four panels. So anyway, uh, 
To begin with, we have these the these are the, the two woodpecker characters who appeared in the very first ep- episode of Blue Weekly. I, I think I know one of them is called Gemma. I can't remember what the other one was called. I, I don't think you know. I don't think I put their name in. <laughs> yeah, Gemma. So yeah, we got one of them saying, "Oh, looks like you're up next, Gemma," and they're behind this curtain. She's about to go on on stage. And Gemma's saying, this is it, my one chance to prove to the world that woodpeckers can sing. And we can see the words Britain's Got Talent in the background. She flies onto the stage going, wish me luck, to her partner. And after she's gone, her partner's like, oh no. And his friend, who's a wood pigeon, says, what's the problem? He goes, I just realised this punchline won't work in print. We can't hear her singing voice. Um, Then... I think I wasn't really sure where to go from there, but then I then I came up with the, the wood pigeon saying, "Just as well, really," because he doesn't like the sound of her singing voice. Uh, that is really weak, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, because this. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I'm. I don't actually know how close I am to the mic. I keep losing sight of it. It's not a very big microphone. Um, this 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 is when I was um, really trying to make sure that I was doing something because yeah because for a while everything had been topical and yeah I, I think I think I, I probably still was doing topical comedy at this point if you can call it that <laughs> yeah and I never watched Britain's Got Talent so I, you know it's just something that you couldn't get away from you you would at least hear something because it was not only all over the television it was all over the radio as well um it's become one of the many things that these days i just i just kind of think you know i'm i'm not going to um use my my own opinion to try and uh, look look for for any kind of sense or logic it's just my opinion is my opinion who cares you know but I think because I, you know, these sort of things, I, I liked the idea of animals taking part and actually having like an agenda and um, using that as as the kind of, uh, I don't know, because it, it's, it's always funny to give characters egos. I mean, if, if you actually go somewhere with it, that is. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that these ideas that I've had are always always work. They're not always that good. And yeah, I didn't really know where I was going with it. I think my main priority was to make it relevant to what was on television around that time. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, I have no idea if Britain's Got Talent is actually still a thing. Because obviously, um, X Factor, that, that kept going and I'm guessing that that's still on television. I don't watch these shows, so this is the thing. I I, I actually don't. I don't enjoy just sticking to writing what I know. That's that's what I should actually do, but I I don't like that kind of restriction. It's like the thing is, there are, I have lots of ideas that involve going into outer space. That was a, a subject of Beluga Weekly last year. But the thing is, I, I can't really make it like um, 
kind of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or anything like that because I, I'm, I'm not really that type of, you know, I wouldn't be writing what I know about if I was trying to do that. So, so I, you know, I, I try to be overly comical and kind of goof it up a bit. That, that, that was my solution for doing that last year. But it's hard because I, I should just stick to the things that I know and I, I don't. That, it just it just never really works out that way. I have fallen, and I choose not to get up. Right now, if, if anyone's been uh, keep, keeping it up with my my work on Tunes Up, for so those of you who might be aware of that site, um, you may have actually seen uh, the cows play uh, kind of re requests that I've been taking. Cows play is an art project. Uh, I. I I was doing it every Friday. I've taken a bit of a break from doing it every single week. I'm now focusing on some ideas that have been given to me for new editions. Um, so yeah, those are going up on Tunes Up at the moment. Um, I'm hoping to also put these on Tumblr at some point because Tumblr, I'm hoping, is, is going to help me to encourage more people to take part in this project and offer their own ideas. It's kind of a fun thing. It, it gives me uh, kind of more, more topics and things to, to work on, and um, and, and it, it means that uh, people who visit my site they, they can uh, make these requests and, and see them realised. And yeah, uh, it's it's a fun little thing. Um, so the, the latest Cows play I've done is uh, Tracy and Macy dressed as Miss Marple and Hercule Poirot. Yeah, um, and and this is another thing because I, I, I'm i finding that uh, pe people are giving me ideas for things that I would never, never wouldn't necessarily have um, jumped on, you know, I wouldn't have uh, uh, attempted to do this otherwise this is that's actually you know it's really interesting because i was definitely sticking to things like if uh, either stuff that i was a big fan of or stuff that people seem to really like uh, from what i've seen on deviantart or whatever a lot of the fan art um and uh so um so i i'm, I'm doing these 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 characters in in a, in a different form every time. Uh, at some point, I am going to go back to doing this every Friday because if you go to uh, belugatoons.com, uh, you should be able to see. Oh, I've put up a link to um, yeah to, to like the, the list of the, the ones that I've previously worked on. So yeah, um, if you, if you go to belugatoons.com and click on the button that says cows play, then yeah you'll see them all. Um, Cowsplay is gonna is gonna resume at some point. I'm, I'm gonna be going back to normal and, and doing a, do, doing a new one every Friday. Because um, I I've already got some some stuff ready that to, I'm sort of planning out the the beginning of that that, that new uh, new round, <laughs> whatever whatever you would call it. Uh, because I kind of feel like I'm still kind of I'm, I'm midway through the third season. I think that's what I decided. This is, this is a kind of a mid-season break that I'm going on. Yeah. Because um, since the mid-season break, I have put up 
One Cow's Play for Star Wars Day, because I already had that ready. It was poised for um, May the 4th. <laughs> and I did another one for Free Comic Book Day with Tracy as Raven and Macy as Starfire from Teen Titans. Yeah, um, that was fun. So I haven't come up with an exact date of when it's when it's going to restart, but uh, who knows? It might be might be coming sooner than than I uh, than I'm making it out, letting it out to be. Uh, I haven't I haven't decided basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if if you want to uh, suggest what what uh, Tracy and Macy should dress up as next, um, then. You can find the uh, the Tumblr page at tracyandmacy.tumblr.com forward slash ask if you want to give your request there'll be a page for that. Um, not only that, uh, it's also on DeviantArt, uh, belugatoons.deviantart.com. I've also put it up on, as I said before, Tunes Up. If you go to tunesup.com, there there are links. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be too hard to find on there. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I'll, I'll I'll make it a bit bit simpler. Um, tunesup.com slash list. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, slash multi. Underscore page. There should be a shortcut. If I just go right, here's what you do: go to tunesup.com/slash belugatoons. You'll see my profile, and there'll be yeah things you can check out there. So yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, I think that'll just about do it. Golly. Well, the time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way. Aaron, so I will just uh, talk about the comic book club at this point. Why not? This is... um, It takes place on the third Thursday of every month from 7pm to 10pm. This is at the Goblet's Wine Bar on Above Bar Street, Southampton. Yeah, um, There is a a Twitter, at CBC Sutton. That's the the Twitter for the comic book club. Um... You can also find them uh, on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Comic Book Club Southampton. Go do it, yeah. Um, uh, I have a website. It's uh, belugatoons.com. B-E-L-U-G-A-T-O-O-N-S. It's a long name. <laughs> I should have come up with something more, more simple. But I didn't, so so there. Uh, this podcast is not only available on iTunes, it's also available on Stitcher, Deezer, and Acast. That's right, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, oh yeah, and uh, I'm also doing this thing where I upload a new episode to SoundCloud. I don't have a paid membership for SoundCloud, because I just... I don't really think it's worth it for me, really. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you'll be able to hear the latest episode every week on SoundCloud. Because I'm, I'm basically putting up the new ones and taking down all the old ones. 
So all you'll see on, on my profile is the, the new episode. But yeah, um, also if you want to follow the the, uh, the Twitter account for this podcast, I believe it's at BelugaToonsPod. Uh, it shouldn't be too hard to find. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, there is also the BelugaToons Redbubble store. So if you go to BelugaToons.redbubble.com then you better be able to buy some merch, t-shirts, mugs, uh, posters, whatever. <laughs> Help yourself. Treat yourself. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care, and bye-bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching fashion trends, pep talks where we give advice, mental health moments, and games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.